this week on Invasion of the Podcast, we complete our year years of Carpenter by looking at his last film, 2010's The Ward. Is this a fitting end or a sour note? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a reasonable guy, but I've just experienced some very unreasonable things. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face. The blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. It's the invasion of the podcast. I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. Okay. Show me. I don't know what the hell's in there, but it's weird and pissed off, whatever it is. Another year of Carpenter. Why don't we just wait here for a little while, see what happens. And welcome to Invasion of the Podcast, where I try to take over the world one listener at a time. Uh, uh, my name is Paul, and joining me again for the year Carpenter, the, the last question mark year of carpenter segment that we'll be doing is uh samuel of at the devil's ball thank you sir for coming on to talk about the ward uh oh, no, no problem no easy feat you know oh, <laughs> it was it was a fun watch uh you know i'm glad to help out over i can and uh you know help put the uh the maybe the capper on 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 the uh the collection of uh carpenter yeah i mean and i know uh with me though, I still have two blind spots that I've not gotten to, which is uh, somebody is watching me, which is his made right. for TV movie, and then Elvis. Yeah. So oh, I need okay. to, I do need to get to those because you know, and after that, we'll be good. I mean, right. I'm also thinking about not not re- recording it, but I want to kind of go and maybe track down some of the other ones that he wrote. You know, right? Like, um, just because, like, was it Bad Moon Rising and um, a couple yeah. other things out there? I'm just like, why not? Right, round it out. So yeah, um, I've only seen someone was watching me and Elvis once, and. Uh, they're good. I mean, but they're, you know, TV movies. I mean, yeah, well, and that's yeah. fine. Like, I just, I right. mean, that's whenever I, like, I pitched this to Steve originally, I kind of had an idea mm-hmm. of just doing one single, like, you know, 12 months of Carpenter. And then mm-hmm. now we're on to the end of, well, almost, almost two full years of Carpenter talk, uh, right. relatively speaking, um, which has been good. And, and, yeah. and we're going to put a pin in it once we get through this. But I wanted to ask you, because I know that you have, you and Nathaniel recently covered the faculty over on right. the devil's ball. And I'm not going to have a chance to listen to the episode because I'm a bad friend when I say, come over and record with me and I'm not going to listen to your, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I forget that came out. What? Like 98. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And for whatever reason, I don't know why I feel like that movie almost feels like it feels fresher in my head than this movie, which came out in 2010. I don't know right. why. Like every time I look at the date of this, I'm like, is that right? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It seems, it seems like it was made like, uh, in the nineties. Um, yeah, it's, just, it's kind my of my experience you know. with this film was um, I know I watched it when it first came out, but when I went on YouTube to yeah, I went on YouTube because um, my TV doesn't work right now. So I can't watch the Blu-ray, the perfectly good Blu-ray I have that I have never opened. Uh, <laughs> I can't watch that. Like I, so just, I went on YouTube <laughs> on my tablet to watch it. And like, I don't remember any of it. Like, yeah. Um, like went all in the memory hole or something. And no, that's that's fair, and we'll talk about that because the the release of it was really weird. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, but I just like before I forget, uh, I just want to mention here because like it did come out in 2010. I brought up the box office mojo for the year, and just just to give people like place and time for this, which again, it just it, it, it's not confusing to me, but I'm always like, that's right. 
Avatar was the number one film. I'm, you know, I'm glad that they finally got around to a sequel this year or last year to right. that. So, you know, there we go. So I'm going, I think we're going to get a sequel to the ward sometime this year. No. Yes. Uh, Toy Story three, um, Iron Man two inception, um, oh. Harry Potter, the Deathly Hollows part one, for whatever reason, um, that feels like that, like there was all these other Harry Potter movies before this. I just, mm-hmm. it's very weird. Um, what else is on here? And in terms of horror, uh, what was it? Uh, Shutter Island was the same year, which we'll talk about comparisons to that. Um, what else? There was looking here. It was just a really weird, like I, this film, it feels definitely 2010 when you begin to watch it, but right. thinking of it in its time and place is just really, like, I, I remember seeing a lot of these films when they first came out and I just, I, if you would ask me, I would have put this somewhere different. Like the nightmare on Elm street remake came out, uh, 2010, right. um, the update to Friday 13th came out the year before. And for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I think that movie feels still newer to me than this one. Right. Wasn't um, Danielle Pennebaker in yes, that too? She was in okay. that as well. Yeah. And then, I mean, you know, if we want to talk about some Zack Snyder, of course, of course we do. Legend of the Guardians, <laughs> the Owls of Gahoo came out <laughs> that year. I love referencing that to yeah. Nathaniel. Yeah. It's, it's the one he hasn't seen, but, you know, he hates, uh, he hates Zack Snyder <laughs> more than even I do. Oh, the, um, well, the extended cut of the Owls of Gahoo, I hear, is the real moneymaker. Oh. Right. So um, I like to yeah. work it in wherever I can, like the connection to the Owls of Gahoo. <laughs> yeah. The Last Exorcism, Black Swan. Like, I just, there's mm. like, there's, it's just a weird, I don't know, like me, cause this yeah. is a period piece, but it just kind of feel, feels like it's just kind of an out of, out of time. And also considering, um, like we, I had you and Nathaniel one for ghosts of Mars. If I recall, right. it's been, it's been for, it's been what a month or, or two. I don't know. Um, so, um, that for whatever reason, that movie feels like it's definitely dated the moment it came out. And then to know that this came out 10 years later or nine years later, you're like, right. That, that is such a whiplash in terms of like, look and approach and whatever. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get into it, but I mean, I know you guys are doing your back to school month on the show. Right. Is that the whole thing? So what else do you have uh, planned for that? Uh, well, we, we did the faculty. Um, we, then we just did, uh, cooties should be coming <laughs> That's a fun out. One. That's a fun movie. Yeah. And then, uh, we're doing uh detention, uh, the 2011 one. Oh, I the, started that. Uh, and I never finished Josh it. Josh Hutchinson. Yeah. And then, of course, we're doing uh, Battle Royale, oh. which is one of my favorite films. Yes, so. yes, yes, yes. Okay, cool. That That is yeah. a nice back-to-school slate, right? Yep. Um, okay, cool. So, all right. And, yeah, go ahead. You know, it was weird. Like, uh, you know, I did when I picked these movies out of, the, out of you know, the, the hat of back-to-school movies, you know, that I can think of, I didn't even think that, like, Elijah Wood is in two of them. <laughs> Could have been an Elijah Wood one. <laughs> That's fair. Um, what it was, was it class in 1999? That was the one with the robot teachers. Is that the one yeah, I'm thinking of? Yeah. That I remember that being like a late night, like, like HBO staple. And I, I remember right. liking that movie as a kid. I'm sure it's garbage, but that would be a fun one in the future. Just like you got, you got your robot teachers, um, there, but no, the, the four right. you picked, that's awesome. Um, Thank yeah. You. So, all right, cool. Um, yeah, like, well, it's just, uh, Let's just stop uh, beating around the bush here. We'll just start our discussion here about the ward. But before we get into that, um, we're going to play the trailer. And it also feels very much, well, it feels like a, t- a 2010 trailer. Right. What's the first thing you remember? Fire. What's your name? Kristen. Welcome to the ward, your new home. 
Why am I here? You can't get them to tell you anything. Sometimes they take people away and they don't come back. If I were you, I'd watch out, new girl. There's a ghost in here. I'm sure you believe you saw what you say. I'm not crazy. She's the last one that got out. She was one of us, but she's gone now. And now she's going to kill us all. You've got to deal with them. We have to get out of here. Now! So bad was it? Jump scares play really well audio-wise. Yes, the there, for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, so the tagline should have been, that wasn't so bad, was it? That, that should be the tagline for the film. Right. All right, so yeah, uh, 2010's uh, The Ward, um, uh, it, directed by John Carpenter, of course, written by Michael and Sean Rasmussen. Um, I I don't know if you took a look at like their credits, which they have a couple well, I together. I they just ran the Rasmussen nurse service, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. What with that last name, I'm like, I just figured, like, you know, we write movies and make applesauce. I don't know why I think that. <laughs> um, but like they, they together, they've written a, a couple other movies. Where, uh, but if you go look up their output, it's no mm-hmm. fault of their own. Uh, mm-hmm. Every one of their box art, like for the posters, all look the same. The only one that, like, it's all the dark like um, poster right. with red, um, red text, except for the ward where it's white text. But right. yeah, yeah, um, I'm looking at that right now. It's, it's, it's like, it's almost like it's a shared dark, uh, poster universe. Right. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the other thing I think that they're probably most notable for is crawl, which I've not seen, but that was directed by Alexander Aja. And I've heard it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's the one right. with the, the, yeah, the it was, it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but it, you know, you got, um, Carpenter directed one of your first films and then Aja doing like, you're doing okay. You know, I mean, that's right. better life than mine. Right. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, we have Amber Heard here is Kristen. Um, never, never heard a bad thing about her ever. Nope. Um, <laughs> uh, Mammy Gummer is Emily, Dan- Danielle Panabaker is Sarah, Laura Lee is Zoe, Lindsay uh, Fonesca is Iris, uh, Mika Borum is Alice, Jared Harris is Dr. Gerald Stringer. Um, I want to mention, uh, Susanna Burney is Nurse Lunt, and then DR Anderson is Roy. That's pretty, I mean, there's a yeah. few other people, but that's your bigger, right. the main people in this. Um, so, uh, we could talk about the cast here. Like Amber Heard, um, I like, you know, she definitely has a look and she has a presence and I understand that, right. that very problematic person now. Um, but I, you can see why she was cast in this lead. Um, I think she carries, I think what, what the script gives her, she carries well. Um, I think she's very compelling and, yeah. um, and I don't have a problem with like, I just, you know, just, she would end up, um, meeting somebody a little bit later. And things might would go sideways. We'll just yeah, that I way. mean, you know, she's that's just her personal life, and mm-hmm. let's you know, yeah, look past that. To I think she does some pretty good work here. Um, you know, she holds the movie together fairly well, as much as anyone could. Yeah, 
Um, and then uh, Mammy Gummer, which I just her name's funny to me. I don't know why. Right. Yeah. Um, she decided to, for reasons unknown in the movie, put a smile on her face like she was John Wayne Gacy. I don't know how <laughs> yeah, that, that happened. Was, uh, pretty fun. <laughs> and just nobody even mentions. It, nobody right? even mentions it. Then, like the yeah. next scene, it's just it's faded. You're like, right. oh, so. That was a choice, and I, I don't know. It just anyway, like yeah. her. Like, I thought for sure, at least, like the psychiatrist was going to go. And why did you do this? You know, because she's putting the blue eyeshadow makeup or whatever, like on her right. face at the same time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I also think the script has failed her in terms of how wobbly her character is, but whatever, she's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, Danielle Panabaker, um, outside of Amber Heard, I think of the main cast um, of of the lead the leading women, she's probably the most successful. Uh, cause she was in the flash for right. like 184 episodes. Like we just mentioned the 2009 version of Friday 13th. Um, like, uh, she was also a small, uh, independent, f- uh, science fiction film from, I'll have to find it. It was, um, it was a weird, like time loop movie that she was in. Okay. And it was really, it was a cool little movie. I'll have to, let me, as I mentioned it and I'm like, you know, that thing right. I want to mention right now, um, time-lapse from 2014. Time-lapse. Oh, no, I didn't see that one. Yeah. Well, it's not bad. It's 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 an interesting setup for a time loop. It involves uh, um, Polaroid pictures that show like okay. that like that shows twenty four hours in the future. But it's That's from kinda... it's from a machine that has a fixed point, meaning like they right. can't move it around. All they can do is take a photo of where it's shooting at, which is into across the way an apartment complex into their mm-hmm. apartment. Like anyway, it's an interesting little film. But yeah, I like her. Uh, and then uh, well, who else? Uh, Lindsay Fonesca, which. Um, I've seen her in something else, um, but not much. Uh, what else is she known for? She's in Kick-Ass and Hot Tub Time right. Machine, the other amazing time travel film. Um, I love Hot Tub Time I, Machine. I kind of do too. Like it's yeah. just, it's, it's, it's bad. I know it's bad. But, but like it's, the fact that like Crispin Glover was down for it makes zero sense mm-hmm. to me. For somebody that is so particularly weird about what he thinks he's being made fun of, but it's like, but you were literally like, I don't know. He's a weirdo. And I kind of, I kind of, yeah. Uh, yeah. Also, you get Chevy Chase being fun in it too. I don't that I don't understand it anyway. So, right. um, Jared Harris, who I love, Jared Harris. Oh yeah, he's great. Um, he was in Mad Men. He was a really great character there. Um, like, if you want to class up the joint, you bring Jared Harris in, right? Like, um, oh for sure. I'm trying to see what else. He, well, he was in Chernobyl. Chernobyl. Oh yeah. my god, the yeah. Terror. I don't know if you watched. The I've terror, not seen the Terror. I watched the first season, which was the one that I. I think it was one he was in. I watched one season and he was in it. It was really good. Okay. Cause I know the second season was dealing with the right. Japanese internment camps. Um, so yeah. Right. Uh, but yeah, no, like not uh, that one. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, the Chernobyl so good in that. But, so yeah, like the casting here. And also I want to, like mm-hmm. I mentioned the, the, the lady that was playing the nurse, the reason I want to bring that, cause you'll find this funny. Um, nurse Lunt played by uh, Susanna Bernie. Um, she, um, uh, before this, I should say like, she was only has a few credits acting, right? but she was, was a voice in, um, the, the three fear games and Carpenter, if I recall, wrote the music or part of the story for one of the, like the third fear game. Right. So Cause I, he's a big gamer. Yeah. So he loved that series and it's like, of course you're going to be like, Hey, I like you come in here. So right. I think that's funny. Oh, that's so, kind of cool. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's the cast. That's what we got there. Um, uh, new new cinematographer with this. I mean, and this is also the first film that he, that um, Carpenter had made that wasn't in. Um, oh, it he had to change. Yes, and yeah. so he had to shoot differently for this. So uh, Yaron Orbach, uh, director of photography, mm-hmm. and the music by Mark Killian. Um, 
that's, you know, whatever it's the, unfortunately one of the more forgettable parts of the film. And we'll get into that in a minute too. Um, so leading up to this film, before we get to the discussion of what it is, and if people have not seen it, uh, we're going to talk about the spoiler free because it'd be impossible not to discuss this film without the, the ending. Yeah. Um, good, bad, otherwise. So if you've not seen it, like we mentioned previously, it's on YouTube. Like no one, I don't think anybody's going to like come after you and be like, you watch this on YouTube, pay, right. pay us a dollar, you know, like whatever. Yeah. No, nobody, no one's bagging down the door. to be I mean, like, that's just YouTube's fault at that point, you know? <laughs> yeah. If you're not going to police it, just go watch it. Right? right. Cause otherwise I don't, is it streaming anywhere? Um, no, it's not. Um, yeah. As I looked to see where I was streaming and at first I was like, you know, oh, I'm going to have to you know, pass on this one or, or find a pirated version somewhere. And I'm like, Oh wait, let me check YouTube, which I never remember to do. And it was, you know, luckily it was on there. Yeah. Just no. somebody posted it. You know, it's, it's, not it's, even, it's a good, it's a good rip of it too. Like it's right. not like, you know, yeah. Like it's I, not I, even one of those YouTube, you know, cause YouTube has movies now that they, they will, you know, they put up there for free or you can buy oh, yeah, it. Yeah, it's yeah. not even one of those. It's just somebody put it, some guy put it up there. Yeah. Know? Like I just recently covered the Wraith for um for strange highways and Love it's up movie. there yeah it's up there for free on youtube i mean there's ads right, right? but it's like yeah so uh but yeah check it out if you're not seeing it this thing is under 90 minutes it's a it's a yeah. really that's i'll say that too like i don't know about you but there's times like i my viewing habits have changed as i get mm-hmm. older um in terms of like like you know so there's times where I'm like, I'll be sitting down watching a movie, but there's times where I'm like, well, I'll get up and like, you know, like grab a drink or go use the restroom and I'll, I'll pause it. So sometimes it gets broken up. Right. I didn't want to do that with this film because I didn't want to have that moment of like, I still have how much left. Right. And, just, and this movie wasn't like that, you know, like, so it was no. nice that, cause I don't know. It, like, it kind of zips along pretty, pretty speedily. I think. Yeah. And I know there's probably other times, especially with when, you know, when, when since you also watch content for podcasts, right. you may not be in the right, like, headspace to be like, well, I have to watch this because I have to watch it now. And right. then there's sometimes you're like, I still have another hour. And it's like, suddenly it yeah. becomes like you're watching the clock versus watching the movie. Um, right. Well, yeah. you know, like last night, you know, it was a good example. Like last night I was over there, you know, hanging out with your husband and all of a sudden I'm like, Oh shit, I got to go home. Cause I still have to watch this movie. <laughs> you know? and I'm like, I gotta be up for a birthday party in, in the, in the afternoon. So I can't like sleep with, Oh, and do it, you know, stuff so like, oh, should I ever leave and go to this? And you, she, yeah, I like, like, you like, like, like I was having fun at your house, but then I had right. to go home and watch the ward. So, right. I could then, like, <laughs> so at first I was a little begrudging about it. Like, oh, this movie's going to suck. And only, you know, then I kind of got into it. So, yeah. Okay. So, with the, yeah. So everybody like, please watch it. We're going to, there's going to be spoilers um, here mm-hmm. um, just for, you know, for sake of uh, argument. Here it is. Do you know why they are called spoilers? <laughs> So leading into this film, um, the last thing they had discussed about the year Carpenter was his two episodes of Bastards of Horror, uh, Cigarette Burns and Pro-Life. After the success of Cigarette Burns, not so much Pro-Life. Um, mm-hmm. He was kind of like, you know, people were starting to kind of bring him back, like bring Carpenter back into the idea of like doing stuff. So according to this book that I've used for like this past two years, Assault on the System, The Nonconformist Cinema of John Carpenter by Troy Howarth, which... I recommend to anybody, if you have any, like, if you have an interest in John Carpenter, this book has been fantastic. And I'll even say, um, once we get done with our discussion, uh, it, mm-hmm. his, his filmography goes to page 310, and then the rest of the book is guest essays um, that go through uh, another almost 200 pages of oh, people wow. writing about him. So it's like... Yeah, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I still have a long ways to go in this book. I'm like, oh, well, it's just people talking about him as opposed to movies. So, yeah, anyway. Right. Yeah, so the amazing book. 
Um, there's a couple projects that are being brought to him. Nothing panned out. However, the one that I think you would appreciate that almost got done because he even released a poster for it was mm-hmm. um, a, a film called Riot. That um, it was supposed to have Nick Cage in it. Could you imagine? Carpenter oh my god, Nick Cage. that'd be great. Yeah, um, the story dealt with the kid who is sent to visit uh, a prison as part of a school scared straight program. When all right. hell breaks loose, the boy is taken hostage by inmates, and one of their numbers. Uh, the character earmarked for Cage does his best to shield him from harm. How amazing would the, have that have been in 2009? Oh, yeah. Oh, sure. my goodness. Right? It would be like, I don't know if I'd say it's the more serious version of Con Air, but right. it's like, you know, but Christ, I just, I wanted that. I want that movie now still. Anyway, so. Yeah, um, we really missed out on that. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, just come on. You know, like, or just, you know what? Somebody wants to release a deep fake of Solomon Precinct 13 with Nick Cage in the, the, like the Napoleon role. That's fine too. <laughs> right. You know, like, I'll, or just deep fake everybody. In that movie is Nick Cage. I'm fine with that. Right. Yeah. So, um, so then, uh, yeah. So the 2008, uh, uh, Carpenter was, um, given the Bram Stoker, uh, was a lifetime achievement award. So he, mm-hmm. which he likes all the, like he, he deserves all the accolades, but he also is like, you get lifetime achievement awards for like when you're done. Right. You know, that's Hitchcock was pissed when he got the honorary Oscar. Cause he's like, then you're telling me I'm never making films again, you know? And it's like, and he was right. Or that I'll never be good enough. Yeah. Right. So, Oscar, you know? so it just, yeah. So here, like, so Carpenter took that as like, you know what? I understand that I'm getting the back half of my career um, right. with, with, with riot heading towards oblivion. Uh, John also entertained an offer from another independent company. This time the project was another horror script and it's small uh, intimate scope was a major selling point for him. And he was quick to emphasize in interviews that the award was very much a, in air quotes, a gun for hire project. <laughs> right. So, yeah. um, but no, he like, you know, like it was right place, right time for him. Uh, Carpenter was uh, reading a lot of scripts during the period. Projects were being proposed on a fairly steady basis because of cigarette burns. And so, yeah, since was here's the quote from the book Carpenter's last big screen outing referring to this film the ward may have been a commercial fiasco but he was still John Carpenter and his legacy and the genre survived well, actually I think they're talking about Ghosts of Mars so he um, in this case he actually like he realized that from his own personal perspective writing a script especially something like Ghosts of Mars which he was like heavily involved in he was right. kind of tired of that part of it because it was way more work so um, he would say he still feels like he could, he had directing in his blood, but like not so much writing. So right. he figured, you know what, the, the last, the, my twilight years, I'm just going to direct. And I know there's even a quote here. I like, I didn't highlight, but whenever these, the two, the two um, brothers that when they mm-hmm. have the script being shopped around uh, when it was given to Carpenter, he's like, yeah, I'll, I'll take it on. And then they, because they were wanting to shoot on a low budget. Cause their first film, they shot for like less, like, like 500,000 or something. And then when right. the script card started kind of getting like some, like, you know, talked about the budget was eventually 10 million, but wow, the, like what? someone called the brothers are like, Hey, John Carpenter wants to direct this. They're like, right. what? Like <laughs> now, how much of that budget was uh, John Carpenter's cigarette money? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, listen, I need to be kept a daily in cigarettes right. and chicken. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, but no, <laughs> it was just funny how they're like, uh, we plan on directing ourselves, but John Carpenter wants to do it. Yes. And then right. there's a brief bit here too, where they like, they talked about how they had to meet him somewhere out in LA that, um, since it, you couldn't smoke like anywhere, they had to meet him at like mm-hmm. some kind of weird cabana that he was at to smoking continuously. 
<laughs> and and then he would go through the script page by page with them and then right. be like, hey, I might be a dumbass director. However, this is what I think. And then because they recorded all of it. And then they said after they played it back, they're like, he never like criticized us, but you can see how much attention he was paying to the process. Right. And he gave his input. So basically he was doing this thing of like, I know what I think, but th- just, you know, that's just my opinion. And they eventually kind of agreed to everything he was right. saying. <laughs> Also, by the way, how can you not? It's yes, John Carpenter. John Carpenter. Yeah. So anyway, so I thought that was great. They're like, yes, sir. Uh, what was it? Um, we recorded a lot of our script meetings. It wasn't until we listened back to them and then realized how amazingly John had made us believe that we came up with all the ideas he had for the movie. It's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> That's how he survived in Hollywood the way he did, you know? I mean, not his first rodeo, right? right. So, so um, yeah, uh, he uh, actually... Um, when it comes to casting, Amber Heard was brought to his attention a couple times, but he like, there's the film. What was it? Um, uh, all, all the boys love Mandy Lane, which I've not seen, but I've heard, uh, I've heard I saw decent, it, but I don't remember much about it. Yeah. I heard decent things about it. Right. But she had already been pineapple express from 2008. Do you think she, about that? She was in that. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. My God. Anyway. So he, he liked, like he liked her, has nothing to say right. bad about her as a performer. So then, yeah. Um, so the, we talked about um, him not shooting a Panavision for the first time since Dark Star. Um, so he was making a film on the big screen, something other than anamorphic widescreen. So he right. and Orbach composed uh, was a two point three five one and Super thirty five. Um, but you know, it was just, he still was able to find ways to to make. He still was able to use the width and right. the space of the film well. Um, I will say that as much as I am sad that he didn't get to use his preferred film stock and shooting method. Mm-hmm. Like when I was watching this, I was like, this film doesn't look bad. Right. No, it doesn't. Um, especially the opening, I think is really well shot. And yeah. Edited. Um, cause I mean, I, I mean, maybe I'm hedging my bed here, like showing mm-hmm. my hand, but like if, if someone would have brought this film to me and say, Hey, just check out this film. No one's talking about. And it was by somebody other than John Carpenter. I'd probably be right. like, you know, that's pretty good for a first film, you know, yeah, like, yeah. you know, like, and I was like, Oh, it's Carpenter. You're like, Oh, well you already have this, like, history right but like right. if this was like like one of those like direct-to-video like you know hidden gems i think the conversation would be way different about this movie um oh, sure yeah so uh was it he he decided early on that he wasn't going to compose the soundtrack for the for the film this time on the commentary track which i kind of want to listen to now you said the other blu-ray because he does a commentary with jared harris that has right. to be a riot um oh, sure his his commentary tracks yeah. are so yeah. So real. Well, no, just tip, <laughs> you know, like I said, if people haven't had a chance, go back and watch the, listen to the commentary track for the thing with him and Kurt Russell. Kurt right. Russell does nothing but laugh the entire time. <laughs> and you could yeah. hear audible smoking going on. Like right. uh, just, it is, it is so much fun. Um, yeah. But Jared Harris was like, well, why didn't you make the soundtrack for the film? Mm-hmm. And John replied, you know, frankly, I'm just too old. <laughs> right. And now he's going on tour with this band. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So that's what happened there. So, um, and so then in terms of like leading up to this film, like then the book goes on to talking a little bit further after we'll talk about that in a minute. So Mm -hmm. like the setup for this is we have our, you know, like I'm sorry, we put spoilers out there, but I'm going to go through the, you know, whatever. Um, I, the beginning of this, which is no fault of the film itself, but after the last thing he directed was pro-life, we open with right. the sequence of a woman in the woods running for unknown reasons. I'm like, right. is, this, is this not your staple? Is that where you're at? Um, but we have Kristen running through the woods. She finds a farmhouse. She sets it on fire. The cops catch her. Um, that's a very, very effective opening. 
Yeah, well, even yeah. before that, there's the asylum. That's the asylum. That's not the right word. The hospital portion before right. that, right? Yeah, it's very creepy. Um, I like that. It's like you're in, right? It's a it's a great opening kill. Like it's just you know. Yeah, it puts you, you on edge, really and then you, yeah. Right? Also, like the title sequence, like that feels like when I was watching that because like it, you know, it's very much, it's of a style, but mm-hmm. it's not your typical just black screen with text like with uh, credits that Carpenter usually likes doing. Right. Yeah, it's, it's more stylish. It's, of the yeah, time. and I'm like, I was like, you know what? I was like, that actually, that doesn't feel like it's aged. You know what I mean? In a weird way, it feels more mm-hmm. like it's an intro sequence to a Netflix series. Right. Right. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't mind it. Like I don't know. Like I thought it was. No, it's got okay. good music, and you know the visuals were were cool. And, yeah, the you know. score there was fine. The rest of the movie right. just kind of anyway. In yeah. terms of music. Um, aside from the one, the dance party sequence, which was great, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Right. I thought that was cool. Um, but yeah, we're we're like thrusting the story with her. Like she is traumatized, and with her being brought to this hospital, um, and with this being set in what was it, um, sixty. 63 yeah 64 yeah something like that um and i also credit to them that they were constantly trying to reference like like you know direct like things going on in the world it's like calm down we get it also this hospital looks like it like was built 40 50 years previously so or even earlier right like i felt like they could have done a little bit more to 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 put you in the time frame but not like you know like you know just some guy in one scene reading aloud from the newspaper, you know, showing the Cuban <laughs> Missile Crisis or something yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, Scott Bakula shows up. Scott Bakula. <laughs> it makes me think that oh, it's always sunny episode where you see him as a janitor, or right. whatever it is, and they confront him. It's like, is that Scott Bakula? Like, uh, no, it'd be funny. It'd be like, no, oh, that Kennedy man. You know, um, he's going places. Because uh, no, um, outside of the opening, like you know, you're set in one location and. You know that's that's your favorite reference for the whole thing. So like, it, it made me start asking. You know, why is this? You know, a period piece. Why couldn't it be? You know, that's fair today. I mean, other it, than the fact that you know they're still doing you know lobotomies. And, that I think because stuff the, like, like that. Credit to say I mean, we'll talk about the script being lacking, which that's I think right. that's the big thing with this. Putting that more in that gray area of modern like you know psychiatry moving forward but also still you could do some of these more um reprehensible things because there's still people believing that there might be benefits to it and also we're at a point still where uh women don't have autonomy over themselves right Um, right and that's that's the big thing you know this is a this is a women-led film and you know to have them you know, be in 1964 where they don't have any rights to begin with. Yeah. And to be in a psychiatric hospital where, you know, every facet of your life is, is dictated. Yeah. Um, I mean, Cause it, you're, you're more, yeah. It strips them all their agency and power and, you know, so gives them something. They're, yeah. they're starting from less than zero to have to fight back. Well, like, so like growing up where I did, um, in mm-hmm. West Virginia, there was uh, a place called the trans Allegheny lunatic asylum that, mm-hmm. well, they eventually changed it to Salem. Like that's where the actual it's that's the name of the town, oh, okay. um, and, but that was what it was originally commissioned under the Commonwealth of Virginia because you know whatever anyway, um, the, there was so many women dropped off there because and they didn't identify it correctly but postpartum depression, 
that oh, happened right. because the men were like, oh, I don't know what's going on with her because she's property and doesn't have rights. Right. There were so many, like, because you could easily just take any of your, like, you know, your wife, your daughter, whatever, because you're the man and the house. Yeah, you could take them in and be like, you know, I don't know. This one's not cooking and cleaning. And, you know, they'd be like, what did you just try slapping her? Yeah. And it's like, he's like, yeah, seven times. You're like, oh, okay, well, you know, eight's the recommended time. No. um, So, no, it was like. In that that hospital too, there was a couple things that they would do that were trying to be like very much more open in terms of like, it, you, you go look it up. Like it's a really interesting structure because it's very narrow and wide, but they wanted a lot of sunlight because they wanted people to feel like even though they're there for treatment that they're not prisoners, right? You know, right? And like even with the bars and the windows there lined up with like the way the windows work, so you if you looked out you didn't see bars type of thing. Like it's, there was some interesting forward thinking going on there, but also they would also do ice baths and lobotomies there right. too. So two things know. that don't do anything good for <laughs> you. You know, like just like, yeah. um, Oh, Oh, okay. One step forward a hundred years backwards, you know? So that's right. whenever I watch, look at this hospital, you kind of get that vibe, but also too, whenever, I don't know about you, but the moment, like when she first, like you see, um, you know, the ambulance pull up and bring her in, or yeah. whatever. Did that did I give you Prince of not Prince of Darkness? Um in the mouth of madness vibes at the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. a little bit. The way it was shot, you know, yeah. it just and felt some, like that. And some of that like when you first get to the emissions area in that first floor, right. like you expect Samuel to come out and start, you know, like punching people in the crotch and yelling and whatever. So right. um but yeah, no, like the the like I the establishing here the establishing shots are great. Like it since this was an active an active hospital still Right. Uh, operational when they shot this, the, the the decor and like you can't. The movie probably looks way more expensive than it is, yeah. In terms of production design, and in, in terms of period piece, like I don't know, like I kind of I kind of dig it. Like he didn't, like you didn't have to oversell that this is a state hospital because also still state state run hospitals were a thing until what the late seventies, early eighties, mm-hmm. whatever. Was a Geraldo did a piece in New York, right? Like back right. whenever he was an actual journalist. God, show. I don't know if you ever saw that, but that was disturbing. I uh, saw I saw clips of that where he went into one of the hospitals, right? Yeah, just just the squalor and the the, situ- the situation they were in. The, yeah, and patients were in were just like like disturbing. It, it, I will say this: that the pendulum swung too far one way, and then we we went way too far the other way. I think there there should be, right. you know, I think there still needs to be you know a state system to help people. But not that, and then not nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then Reagan came along and said, "No, we'll just close them all down. Yeah. It's costing money." Um, you know, like my my college town um, that I like. There was there was um, a facility uh, there, like around right, but mm-hmm. they just let the residents like just go out during the daytime because they they that was their only option. Right, and it's not nothing against the patients, but it did get weird sometimes. <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> There was there was somebody in our town called the airplane guy because all he did was walk around with a little tiny toy airplane, and you're like, all right, well that's the airplane guy, just let him be. Like, right, yeah. Heaven forbid, I don't, like, I hope nobody ever took the airplane from him because I don't want to know what happens after. Yeah, but, you, know. <laughs> you don't want to think about it. <laughs> so, yeah, so we're in this gray area of where medicine is supposed to be, and then also uh, Jared Harris's character. Like, I I do like that you if this was done now. Mm-hmm he would have been the ultimate bad guy forever and forever and forever. Right. But he's done ambiguously enough that when you mentioned watching this and forgetting everything about it, I Mm -hmm. ultimately forgot too where his character was coming from 
and that we were always we're always set up to distrust those that are providing therapy right. because it's somehow like oh but like they yeah because it's a, it's yeah. a trope of the of the genre I yeah mean. and with him you're like I don't know if I trust him I kind of like it's Jared Harris yeah you know and yeah. to this movie's credit you know Jared Harris um, the nurse and the uh, the security guard Roy yeah is it Roy we're all we're all written in a way where they're you know ambivalent to good they weren't you know like abusive dicks you know or like you know like in the case of a case of roy like he wasn't like a sexual molester or anything like yeah, that kept, he was just like for whatever reason a guy doing his job the terminator 2 bit right like i kept waiting for that to happen where right or you know, like kill bill right like you're just like oh man this is gonna be bad yeah, yeah. yeah so but yeah like even then it's like there's a brief bit later whatever he's like um in the one restroom, like reaffect, like was it fixing something? Mm-hmm. And then uh, Daniel Pennebaker comes up to him and is like hitting on him. And he's like, he's like, uh, I never want to go out with you or right. whatever it was. I never. <laughs> oh, knowing what we know about the movie, like mm-hmm. just put you put yourself in the shoes of that guy and what he had to put up with. Oh, right. Oh yeah. my goodness! Like you know, Hazard Pay doesn't even begin to cover it. Uh, but yeah, so like this whole thing with with the whole interaction of the girls in like the day room, right, mm-hmm. and then like the outside, that's an interesting dynamic. Um, I yeah. I do wish that we would have gotten a little bit more color to all of them, but right. I understand that like when you get to the end, it kind of makes sense. But I'm also like, I, you know, if it's my first time through, give me more. Right. You know, like, don't just assume that the ending's going to make me satisfied because I wasn't in terms of because it was very one note for everybody except for um, uh, uh what was it uh, uh, what what's her name uh, Mammy like uh, Emily yeah yeah uh, like yeah where it's like oh what what do you do sometimes I'm chaotic and sometimes I make perfect sense so like, okay right. great whatever's going on there so, but at all times I'm I'm a little bit of a bitch you know <laughs> <laughs> until I'm not. And then right. I am like, yeah, it's very, very confusing. Right. So, cause it's also there, there's, there's a lot of implications, right. With, um, Sarah, uh, Danielle Pan Baker's character. She's the, you know, the flirt, the put upon, like, you know, you're all crazy. I'm not, right. uh, Mammy Gummer is Emily is like the, I'm crazy and I don't care. Like I hate all of you, but right. also I want your, I also want your attention. And then Zoe, um, was the, what was it? She was the one that was like, uh, locked at like being a 10 year old. Right. And sucking on what was it a penny? Was it a penny or whatever? What yeah, was it was it? a penny. Right on her tongue. God oh. damn that! Like a, like, she would have the penny in her mouth and still be sucking her thumb, which is weird. Like uh, how do you how do you do both at the same all time? All I know yeah. is that you know, like I can watch the thing on a loop and not be grossed out any <laughs> single time. But the idea that someone would sit there and suck a penny right. makes me want to throw up right now in my hands. Like yeah. it, like like I understand that there there's things to do where. Uh, you've seen um, uh, Cube, right? Yes. There's the, yes. The, someone like they're like, hey, like take this button, put it in your like mouth and suck on it, so that way, mm-hmm. you know, you can like last longer. So you're you're constantly making saliva and not dying. And I'm right. sure there's some other things about like we learned about like internment camps and shit people had to do, right? Mm-hmm. But a penny, it's like, ugh, I can't handle yeah. it. Like it's the grossest thing I've seen in a Carpenter film ever. <laughs> um, <laughs> anyway but then uh, iris like with her with her ability to sketch it's also implied that she is uh, a lesbian um like and that's fine it's just it's just like like there's no there's these like shades which again i get it you know but like i just wish that we would have had more 
since they've been, especially with Carpenter being drawn to this being it's one location. Cause it really is like, it's in terms mm-hmm. of like, you got your rooms, you got your day room, you have a little bit of the outside, but it's a very small geography to this film. Right. Um, I wish there would have been just a little bit more. Cause I mean, I think you get even, even, okay, this is a throwback, but like, Saul in Precinct 13, like, I, I still think you get a little bit more coming out of all this, with the exception of the, the was the secretary there, that she all she wants to do is get out and she gets it shot right. up. But you get a lot more character interaction, a lot more uh, dynamics of where there's stakes. Uh, right. Kristen just wants to get out. That's all we yeah. know about her. That's really it. Right, but, right. And other than she's like, I don't belong here and I don't like it. I need to go. Why? I just got to go. They just want, you just want this movie to be like maybe 15 minutes longer so we can get a few, like a little more flavor in the characters. Yeah. I mean, why not? Yeah. Right. Like I just, right. cause like, I just, um, I mean, I mean, I don't, I don't know if longer is the right thing, like, but like, cause there, there's a loop of, we got to get out. Oh, we got stuck. Oh, we want right. to get out. We got stuck. I think right. there was more there that we could have used, um, to, yeah, that's true. to sell everything. Right. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry. I'm, I, I, I know it's me nitpicking a film that's like what you know, um, 13 years old at this point. Um, but no, but that's what we're here for to, <laughs> to pick apart and, and talk about you know this. These yeah, films. it's just in terms of like, and also too like um, I will equate that like another film I'll point out um, that people have never seen Session Nine. Um, have you seen Session Nine? Yes. Okay, so um, I'm not going to say anything other uh, to that film other than people should watch it. I think that that um, that does um, a lot of heavy lifting with a fair amount of like a small amount of people, right? In like in a limited amount of time, and you get a lot more going on with that film. And, yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Uh, I just think that there's it, it all. It all boils down here, where regardless of budget, it all goes to script, and then mm-hmm. the knowledge that like Carpenter was like, well, what about this? What about this? Um, I mean, he, I guess he trusted everybody else here going into this that, that the, the ending was going to fix everything. Like being like, Oh, okay. It all makes sense. I don't right. agree with that. And no. yeah, like, um, uh, I just think <sighs> there's something here that we could have had a little bit more of, if that makes sense. Right. Right. And you know, to do the, the same ending kind of as like identity. Oh, know, thank you for 10 yeah. years beforehand. You know, it's, <laughs> And that movie pisses me off so much. I right. saw that in the theater and I'm like, really? This is what we're doing? Like, yeah. because like the idea is cool, right? But, yeah, it is. But it's it's a, it's the same, it's the same Lucy and football thing. Like with the Charlie Brown, it's like, oh, you think what's going on? You don't know what's going on. It's like, okay, fine, fine, fine. But make, right. make me like earn it. Make me believe yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. And, and like, you know, when you put it, when you put the twist together, it's, you know, it's supposed to all make sense in a way that it didn't before. And, you know, I don't think either of these films, like, you know, really necessarily accomplished that. Yeah. I mean, it's just uh, people, there's detractors towards the film high tension. I get it. Right. Like there, there's a bit of a logic, uh, you know, when yeah. it falls apart, it falls apart pretty hard. But for whatever reason, the high of that movie is so much higher that right. even whenever I get to the end of that, and you're like, is that what's going on? I'm like, everything else has twisted me in half. I can't even deal with it right now. So right. for whatever reason, I give that movie a pass with almost mm-hmm. the same like logic. Right. For sure, like, for sure. And like, even let's even go back to psycho. Like you right. have, you have to have questions about how that works. Right. Mm-hmm. And that's a much smaller scale idea. 
But with this, right. it's like, I guess my thing is like, um, if if what's going on is what we know is going on, which I, why am I pussyfooting around about this? I put the spoiler alert. But right. it turns out that the one character was it Alice that has been like right. the 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 one we don't talk about the entire time. Right. She was assaulted repeatedly in a barn for like two months. Um, and As she, a child. Yeah, and she disassociated and fractured. Right. Rightfully so. Like, you know, yeah. there ain't no, co- you know, what was it? Um, what was that? Uh, that line, uh, like, you know, uh, oh, she's never going to be good again. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. Right, like, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it when Stephen King went to go and watch, uh, uh, carry in a theater of people. And then like the, the, whatever right. the hand came up from the grave, someone yeah. on the audience showed oh, that's up. It's right, like, yeah. yeah. It's like, Oh, oh she's never going to be right. Again. Uh, she's never going to be right. Like, yeah, I get it. Like, <laughs> so yes. And then, so basically what happens is that Jared Harris's character as a psychiatrist is trying to mm-hmm. identify and either merge or eliminate other fragments so that right. Alice can be made whole again. Um, and, I don't, I don't dislike that idea. I think it's a perfectly okay idea. There's some bones there. What I get frustrated with is why would everybody be playing along and writing different names on the different rooms and why, right. you know, like, well, you know what I mean? Like, like and why I, she's in an empty ward, you know? Yeah. And like, also like, um, I, I don't know. Like, it's like, I brought you clothes. It's like, okay, well then where were my clothes previously? Cause clearly I'm a single person, you know, it's like, it's right. just, I like there's ways like I will say that the like one of the better rug pulls the first time through is like the sixth sense when you realize right. that like whenever you see Bruce Willis trying to talk to his wife and she's mm-hmm. very distant and like right. and, and when you the second time through you're like you're not actually there and right. she in, in the way she's reacting is that she's lonely and devastated but you yeah. don't know that you know well, what, that's I mean? what like, I said? Like, in, you know, in, in a twist ending like this, you, you've got to have a, a twist and have it constructed in a way where it puts a new spin on the entire movie. Yeah. Like, and I mean, with the sixth sense, like it did that magnificently. Yeah. I mean, you know, for as much shit as I give M. Night Shyamalan, you know, for everything else he's done, like that, that movie was, you know, brilliant. Yeah. That's what, like, I, I don't know about you, but like, I, there's something about like, um, whenever you go through something that is like, you're like, Oh shit, I didn't even know that's what was going on. Right. Like, like I love, I love obvious dialogue that they know is obvious and they're telling you the entire story, but you don't know because they're setting it up in such a way. Right. Like, um, uh, like, like, yeah, six cents, but I would also even argue like, um, and this is not the same thing, but like Shaun of the dead. Right. The first half of that film, all the dialogue tells you the movie. And then right. the second half, they say it again and the context shifts, right? Even mm-hmm. um at the world's end, right. the when you when they talk about the golden triangle, they tell you the whole movie. You're not like and the whole thing yeah. is like like they're telling you and you're like, okay, I'm taking this information in. And then you get to the, the movie, you're like, oh shit, you were telling me so much more the entire time. You know, right. like I just I understand that's a diff. Those are two different movies and different creators. Um, but if you're going to, if your whole movie set up upon a twist, like, uh, I don't know the usual suspects, mm-hmm. everything's in front of you the entire time. And they're purposely like teasing you, like meaning like you don't know that you got got until the end. Right. This should have been one of those. You got got moments. Yeah. It, it, and for sure. And you know, even if, Usual suspects kind of like cheated a little bit in that. Of course, because they but, purposely uh, made an unreliable narrator, but that's kind right. of the point too. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just, yeah, I just wish, 
because there's there's bits and pieces in the dialogue here where it's like, well, one when somebody leaves, they never like we never see them again. It's like, okay, well that makes sense, right? right. But and then even like the dance, like when they play the one song, was it like um was it Run Baby Run or whatever it is? Yeah. Um, and they, I also was looking at the trivia for this. Each girl like looked up different dance styles, so they all had their own like right. unique expression. Yeah, that was cool, and, and that was fun. That was a really fun moment. Like in terms of like. And it's like, there's that style there. There's that kind of moment of like, there's this bit of harmony that's going on with this. And then all, you know, all of a sudden the power goes off and whatever. But, um, I, like, I really dig that sequence. I don't dislike the interaction between all of them. It's just that I wish it was done. I don't know if there's a way of doing this movie with the twist that we know that is, I don't know how you do it in terms of like the only, the one thing I'll say, uh, there's the sequence when, um, uh, the main character wants to escape and was convincing, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, John Gacy, John Wayne Gacy to go along right. with her. <laughs> and she's like, stuff toilet paper in the door. So you know, it won't lock. And right. the moment, like there was like the sleep check, uh, through the rooms. Right. Um, we had, uh, Emily like wake up and Kristen was already in the room. It's like, how did that happen? Yeah, Which, yeah. I mean, hindsight, it makes sense. Right. Right. That's the kind of stuff I'm okay with. Right. Like I'm, yeah. you know, but like, and then later on when they split up and then, you know, uh, Emily gets captured, which we don't see actually happening makes sense in hindsight. I yeah. wish there was more of that put together. That's what I'm saying. Like, right. So. I do love that. Um, you know, with, when the twist happens and we find out that, you know, all these other personalities, you know, killed Alice, um, and, like, you like know, the actual it, prime individual, like the actual person, right? right? Yeah, the yeah. prime personality. Um, it it makes like the ghosts' motivations like that much cooler. Like no, when, I do. When you, it you're right. I, I I think that like in terms of a story idea, it, that works wonderful right. for me. Right, where it's like, oh, you killed me? Not really. You yeah, know, it's like the whole like, yeah, like you think I'm gone, but since I'm the right. actual person. I'm I'm coming to get all of you now. Like right. it's like and yeah. I know like the first when I was watching it through, when I watched it through before we got got to the twist, like I was even thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, this this ghost is like, you know, kind of needlessly cruel to these people who haven't like, you know, done much. Yeah, and they even mentioned that she's like she was mean to us. It's like right. it's like, you know, like if if you have fractured yourself so much as like a defense mechanism and now you don't need them, Right. Like, I, in terms of like, this is very much like comic book logic of like, well, I'm going to like, you know, like, like, thank you for helping me in my time of need. Right. Now right. that I'm safe, you know, like, yeah, that, that makes sense. Right. Um, like, so I thought, and yeah. to know that this was, you know, also like a, a revenge kind of thing on top of it. Like, you know, it's, it makes more sense that, you know, she was, you know, as brutal with them as she, she was like, and even because Turkey, a, these yeah. aren't real, real people. These are just, you know, my falsified personalities. And, and, and it makes he, sense why she they had it coming, you know, Kristen, which looks like she was coming in late to the game. Right. Like that's, mm-hmm. and then there's even that, like, so there's bits and pieces here, like the sequence with, um, Oh, uh, the, the one, um, Zoe, not Zoe. She's the younger one, Iris, which right. by the way, when she gets lobotomized in the eye, you're like, Oh, ha, 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 yeah. I get it. All right. Anyway, so, right. um, with her telling, um, you know, Dr. Stringer, like I, I'm good. I'm so good now. And it's like, can I go? And he was like, I'm going to bring out the metronome. Metronomes are always creepy, you know, right. like, um, and talk further and how, like, just like how it's, that's a cool sequence. Uh, because yeah. it's like, you know, there, there's that, that 
well, I'll say Emily, as much as her character's wild, like wildly written back and forth, she's right. the most honest of like, we're never leaving. Like, yeah, you know, and then she's the one that looks up and like when they're out in like the, the yard, the yard, mm-hmm. like, like, I, oh, I just want to see Amber Heard just like just doing like, you know, uh, like going over to the like uh, the weight bench and just like do just pumping iron the entire time. <laughs> right. right? And, um, uh, <laughs> but then she looks up and you see the people. And she's like, yeah, those are the sad people. Right. Like those are those bits where you're like, this movie is speaking to something. It's just yeah. it's just it doesn't. It's a little confused in how to say it. Yeah, it's. I think I, I'm just frustrated because um, I remember when I first saw this, I was like, "Well, that movie was okay." Like, right. I, and it just it, like you said, you forgot the most of it. I remembered parts of it, especially the right. the dance party sequence, of, which I remember at the time thinking was like well done. I forgot the ending completely until yeah. until watching it again. But for whatever reason, people like in terms of people that are Carpenter fans. Like right. this is the, this is the one that no one wants to talk about. Like that's yeah, weird it's to me. Strange, you know. Like it's just weird to me because I'm like, um, did did you watch Ghost of Mars? You know, like right. did you watch Ghost of Mars? Like when you're watching it, like I I was actually like a little embarrassed for John Carpenter <laughs> for having made it. Like like I'm like, dude, are you okay? You know, like I'm glad. Like, I'm just glad he didn't. He calmed down on the editing he was trying to right. do there, where he's like, I did something different with all these like fade cuts. Right, it's like try. It's like watching somebody walk into the room with a birthday cake and then you know trip and get it, you know, just fall into it. You know, it's like as much as I don't, I, I just people their their lives are the show, The Office. It's Kevin coming in with a pot of chili, right? Yeah, <laughs> completely. With this, it's like, like the editing's competent. Uh, yeah. The editing and like and actually like. That's. I also want to say, like, um, the 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 atmosphere is in spades here, and the right. the, the actual there there is I mean, clearly there's confidence in the directing. He knows yeah. how to compose a shot, and he even though he's working in a different format that he's not maybe not a fan of, right. like he still makes it work. Even like the shower sequence with mm-hmm. all the girls like taking a shower and the way that he uses the light and everything there, um, it's like he just. It's one of those things you're like, welcome back, sir. Like you know how to. Yeah, you know, and, and he knows how to set up like, like jump scares. Like, I mean, is this film like kind of a little toothless? Sure, uh, right. just because of the script. I will say, I even though I knew what was happening at the end once we finally got there, I still jumped because of the way they did it. You know, so right. credit to the movie having that last moment, that that um, you know, that Candyman moment. <laughs> yeah, um, that's where Giant Depp is afraid to open him like a bathroom mirror now from here on out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I also, I, in my notes, which I had written down, then I realized I um, copied over them by accident, so I don't have them in front of me. Right. I refer to this film as John Carpenter's Sucker Punch. Is what I refer <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's yeah. true. Um, yeah. It didn't have the uh, the vignettes, I guess, but uh, no, that's sucker, fine. <laughs> sucker Punch, like, is not a movie. It's it's a it's just it is what it is. But um, right. Uh, but yeah. Um, but I. Uh, so yeah, there's bits and pieces here, especially the first, um, well, one when, um, Iris gets the, the lobotomized lobotomy pick in the eye. That right. is so like, that made me squirm. Um, the, yeah. the shock treatment of mm-hmm. Kristen, how they showed that. Cause and, he knows how to shoot to, to give you tension and to, yes. to give you that release. And you know, it's, he's not, yeah. even when he's doing, you know, his B tier work and I would definitely call this his B tier. Yeah. Um, he's still competent. He still knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's but it's like yeah, th- those both of those are like it just it. It's like it made me like curl up on myself a little bit, especially the, right. the I mean, um, the shock treatment. 
right? Mm-hmm. The first time. Because credit also to um, uh, uh, Amber Heard, how she sold right. it. There's that bit where she's straining, and you can see like the veins in her neck just pop. Right. How she is like just destroyed. It's like yeah. it is. It's upsetting, right? Like it's one of those things. Like I, I don't know. Like it's just it works. So this film, you could tell that he, aside from the implied after seeing the lobotomy pick go under the eye, right? Um, you see a little bit of like a little bit of gore there. There really isn't gore in this film, which also no. I think is kind of a full circle, right? Because people will talk about Halloween being one of the greatest horror films of all time. I'm not going to fight people on that. I know it's one of Steve's yeah. favorite. Fil- it's what's it's Steve Steve's favorite film. And I'm, and I know it's you and Nathaniel. Like it's up in your it's it's on the Mount Rushmore. I right, get it. Yeah. But you don't see a lot of blood in those films, like no. in, the, in that film. And this you don't see it here either. And it's like, what? Yeah, was this rated R for like the for the language? I mean, because the, yeah. the violence wasn't that that much. Yeah. You know? uh, so, um, and there's a lot more implied, which is like, I, right. That's also like Carpenter. He can do both, right? Either I'm going to show you the thing. And right. have you make it the goopiest, grossest thing ever, or I can make you just the implication, right? Or even later right. on when we did vampires, right? Where it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. this hotel room, well, it's now red. Right. Yeah. <laughs> he has no problem operating in either lane. And I think right. with this, it's like that we're like, and into the, to, to credit, um, it, well, it works here. And then like, was it even, um, when, um, oh, what was it? Uh, What's her name? The character of, I keep always forgetting her name, uh, Emily, when she right. slashes her throat, like that is she, sorry, her wrists, she kills herself, right? right? She was it her throat. I think she, like she, her throat. yeah. Cause she was going to do her wrist, but then the ghost came and slashed her. That's throat. right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's like, that's enough, you know, like yeah. in terms of like that being effective. So yeah, right. like, well, that's probably where the R writing came from. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So. Um, but yeah, the whole thing, like it just, there's, there's things here. Like, I guess I'm frustrated by right. that. This is three fourths of a really good movie. And then, yeah. then it's not right. Where right. like, um, when I was talking to Steve about, um, was a village of the damned. That was right. like 25% of an amazing film. And then the right. rest of it just kind of fell apart. You know? <laughs> like, right. And it's like, with this, it's like, Oh, like you were almost there. You yeah. Know? Like, well, considering like, what was it? We had vampires, which I think is a lot of fun. Um, I've yeah, talked about, I do. Yeah, I, I think that movie is actually better than people like it's, it's a, it's a fun film. I haven't watched it in a very long time, but I, it, it I holds up. It holds it. up yeah. for like, for what it is. Like, right. I had, I have, it's, it's a lot of fun. Uh, does it have problems? Sure. But it's what, in terms of you talk about the second half of his output, right. Per, it's, it's a lot of fun. Um, probably the last high point, but with this, like, um, you know, Ghost of Mars, like I just, I'm good. I never need to see that movie ever again. I, I yeah, just, yeah, it's it's not good. It, no, it's just it's, it's not I, even I, fun to watch. I love like, the idea and I love yeah. some of the casting, but just I can't do it. I can't do it. Um, but then that also makes me. I know people show Ghost of Mars. Fair enough. Mm, I, right. as, as I do. Um, I don't understand. Kind of deserves it. Yeah, yeah. it does. Um, maybe I shouldn't judge this film based upon other works because it should be right. its own standalone thing. Um, working a blockbuster for five plus years as it was collapsing, mm. there's so many direct to video or, or not even that, like there's a certain type of horror film that's coming around this time when 
people would just be like, oh, that looks fun and or that looks good. Right. Why does this not belong in the mix? You know, like whatever yeah. reason, um, there's this hoity-toity snobbery that comes to like car, like I don't know. Like it maybe maybe I'm speaking out of turn, and you can say this like better. Um, I think Carpenter as a filmmaker as a whole uh, mm. is a much more complete filmmaker than people maybe think about. Um, yeah. But everybody kind of has like their their like. But one of the fun things about him as a as a filmmaker is that. Uh, people have their favorites and they can vary differently. Like my favorite is the thing. Right. Steve's favorite is Halloween. Um, mm-hmm. Those are vastly different films. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And uh, people could also argue that some, like I have people that think Prince of darkness is their favorite, but not think, but right. they, they like Prince of darkness. It's their favorite. And right. it's just that he is all, like, yeah, I'm always torn between Halloween and, and the thing. Like yeah. they're just such, such perfect movies. Like I'm just like, uh, I don't know. And at the moment I mentioned big trouble, little China, you're gonna be like, Oh shit, that's a great one too. Right. Like it's right. just, it's yeah. just, you know, like, so it's one of those things where it's like, he has made like these, like, um, like very significant, um, parts of my childhood and the way I appreciate films. Right. I don't understand why this is the one no one talks about. <laughs> Like, right. Because uh, in terms of like, technically speaking, and in terms of everything, like, this is like, I don't know, if the, if this had come out before Village of the Damned, I'm like, oh, mm-hmm. it's so good. Like, I'm sure they would have and, been all you know, about it's, it. It, it. It's geekdom itself is like, you know, put it so far down the memory hole that it's like, it doesn't even exist. Like, yeah. I don't understand it. Like, you know, the, they at least acknowledge Ghosts of Mars. Like, nobody ever even just, like, admits the existence of this one. Yeah. And it's like, also like, I don't know, like I, like when we, it's a thousand times better than Ghost of Mars. Yeah. Um, and then like, I mean, I I even forgot about mentioning Starman. Starman's an amazing film that was not his script. Right. Like just, and I'll also argue Christine's like one of my favorite King adaptations, but yeah, like just, you know, anyway, so, um, so yeah, we'll get like, let's get further into the book here. Um, uh, mm-hmm. This is the author's words. He's like, the problem with the word is the material just isn't very original. Fair enough. Um, right. This came out the same year as Shutter Isle, which I've not seen, but based upon everything, I kind of understand that they're very similar tracks. Very you know? similar. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, um, so Shutter Island is worth a check it out. I think. Yeah, like, I've, no, I've heard, I've, I've, I've heard nothing but good things about it, but it, I just haven't it, seen it. Really? Because I, I think it takes a lot of shit. Like for for uh, who did that? De Palma. No, it's Scorsese, wasn't it? Scorsese, yeah. yeah. For Scorsese's, uh, thank you. Yeah. For Scorsese's filmography, it seems to like be like the ward of, of, his, <laughs> of his filmography, <laughs> to where like people like don't talk about it much or like give it shit, yeah. and it's totally unearned. It's it's got a it's got a nice feel to it. It feels like playing a Silent Hill game. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's everything I've heard about it. That that sounds right. But the fact that like. Um, that came out the same year. This this actually came out a few mm-hmm. months after. Everyone's like, "Oh, it's just being Shutter Island." It's like, well, right. you know. Anyway, so was it a thousand monkeys, a thousand typewriters. Right. Um, but so here, further on the book here, to his credit, John gives the material his all. It really is a well directed movie, and, and there's no uh, sense of Carpenter going through the motions. I agree with that uh, right. for a quick paycheck. He sets the mood, builds suspense nicely, uh, where he is able, I agree with that as well, and gets very good performances from his cast. I agree with that as well. I don't think there's like a dull note. I think the writing is not great, but I don't think that I don't think there's a dull note with like the actual acting in this film. No. So all right. Um on a technical level, the film is very well done um, through the lower than usual budget pre- uh, uh, that prevented Carpenter from using his beloved anamorphic lenses for the first time in any of his big screen right. efforts. So yeah. I was going to ask if that was a budget thing, and yeah, that makes sense. 
I mean, sure. I mean, I think it is, but like, I just, but this film still looks good. Like, yeah. like it's just, in terms of like, it's re- like of being a 2010 release. I understand that like, even later on, uh, we were going more digital, but like the film, like maybe you couldn't have the latitude of, of shadow that you'd want, but right. like, I don't know for what it is. I think it's like, I think it's perfectly fine. Oh um, yeah. It's yeah. not, it doesn't look cheap. It doesn't look chintzy. It doesn't look like, you know, yeah. Peter Jackson's the Hobbit movie. <laughs> you know, looks like you're watching a telenovela. Yeah. I mean, aside from the, the poster art, which is not great. Um, right. but, but that's also indicative of the time. Um, yeah. But yeah. So I mean, you can't ever hold anybody responsible for the poster art, except for the artists and the, in the studio. Yeah. So, uh, the ward received its world. The ward received its world premiere at Toronto Film Festival on September thirteenth, twenty ten. Uh, this was um, followed by a very beef, beef, uh, brief theatrical run in July and a Blu-ray DVD release in August. So it did not right. hang out very long in like the, the theater. Um, and this is from the author. It it, it wasn't quite a direct uh, to video art affair, but all things considered, it might as well have been. I mean, right. fair enough, right? So it didn't do well. It made half its money. And people kind of just—I don't know—they're just kind of like it's. Who well, puts this movie in freaking July, anyways? Like they right. knew they were burying it. You yeah, know? like it's just yeah. So, um, so what would happen after this? Clearly, it didn't do well. And then Carpenter was like, "I'm used to people like shitting on my films at this point." Right. He actually had such a wonderful time making the film, and there was mm-hmm. no pressure, like in terms of like you have to do it right, like deliver it by now, and blah 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 blah. The editing right. was nice. Uh, like a very easy process, which is unusual for a lot of his projects. Right. Um, all of the people on set, like the people acting were like, like Jared Harris mentioned, he's like, when we're shooting, there's no idle chit chat. It's about how to get the next shot done. However, he's like, Carpenter was very like humorous and aware and right. like, let's just keep moving. Let's just have a good time, but we're here to work, you know, like, mm-hmm. and, that's respectable. Right. And, yeah. like, and so like, I get that. Like, I mean, considering like how he made these bones and then his two, um, Oh, what was it? They live and Prince of darkness. I forget the name of the company that they gave him a $2 million budget for each of those films. Right. Like he knows how to be like, all right, time is money. Let's just go. Right. So, right. right. Um, so yeah, that didn't do so well. So after that, there were other things that were brought to him, potential projects that fell apart that's mm-hmm. not worthy of mentioning because it's like the, all the what ifs. However, after this though, for whatever reason, Hollywood felt like it was good to start doing remakes and updates of his films. Right. So then right. that's when we got like the assault and precinct 13 update, the, the thing prequel, right. uh, the Rob zombie Halloween films. Like, how did you feel about the thing prequel? Just out of curiosity. I, um, did you hate it? Did you, or did it, you, I, it, it's indifferent to me. Like meaning okay. like, I need to revisit it um, because I'm not upset at at the people involved in the movie. Well, one knowing that they actually were trying to do practical effects and then universal. Yeah. That's a hard thing to get over. Like the fact that they they hedged their bets and then started doing digital effects. And I'm like, but like, and the digital effects just don't look that good. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like you, everything on set. Like I remember, I forget who it was on any cool news was on the set. I think it might've been uh, uh, Drew McWeeny, right. That was there. Um, and was like, guys, trust me, this looks good. Like, this is going right. to be solid. And then, then the studio's like, nah, what if we just paper over everything with digital right. effects? Um, that's frustrating. But the big thing for that prequel film for me is that I would be mad if it ended one of two ways. One, 
if the film ended with just a like a dog running across a snowfield being shot by guys in a helicopter, right? Because we know where that movie starts, right? Or yeah, yeah. or if it didn't end with a dog running across a snowfield being chased by a helicopter. <laughs> right. So what I'm saying is like it doesn't matter what you're going to do. We know how Still the movie starts, yeah. and we know that the the those the, the Norwegians right. didn't make it out, and you didn't bring anything different to me with that film because they had yeah. to show how every dead body ended up being that like, it's like, and that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's one of those things. It's like, Oh, you gave me a prequel that already shows me the end result of every single part of that movie. Right. So, you know what I mean? Like, I just, it's not bad. It doesn't feel like it has any yeah, reason to like be. If, it's like if rogue one was just all about the five minutes before star Wars started, you know? Yeah. So that's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not trying to sandbag the film. Right. Um, I remember when I watched it, it was the same night I watched that. Uh, and also, uh, Rob zombies first Halloween film. Like, so yeah, cause, cause we had done the thing on, uh, at, at the devil's ball, like way back in our first year mm-hmm. and I had never seen it. And like, I was like worried, like legitimately worried to watch it because I'm like, you know, we're, we're a show that tries to keep positive and productive. And I'm like, I'm going to fucking hate this movie. <laughs> I'm going to fucking hate it. Yeah. And I was surprised that I, I'm sorry. I was, yeah, whatever. It's fine. We're, we're yeah. whatever. Anyway. Yeah. My bad. The, whatever. I made it yeah. this, I made it, I always seem to make it this far and just for, then forget that. I'm not I like that, that. Like, I'm like, what F bombs? Okay. Then two seconds. Like, I don't even care at this point. Please continue. Please, <laughs> please, please. No, what but, up? but okay. Continue. No, you're bringing up an interesting uh, point to this. Cause it's like, I didn't hate it. I just was right. frustrated by it. And fr- yeah. like meeting that I was surprised by the fact that I did not hate it. Like I thought it was actually kind of oh. cool, but yeah, overall unnecessary. I mean, the um, fact that you actually bring in like women, into that film, which I understand yeah. that, like the thing, the original film by itself is also really compelling. Cause it's just like, there is, there is, um, I remembering talking about how the film was made, how like there was like no like pissing contest, no masculinity overload, right. but then having Elizabeth Winstead be mm-hmm. the lead. I'm like, okay, well that's interesting. Like I didn't, I had no problem right. with that. Right. But like, and we're just, not doing this film, but you know, we're not doing the, that film, but uh, Elizabeth Linstead like doesn't get half as much credit as she deserves as an actress. No, no. For and, like, yeah. Like, I mean, she like, for whatever reason I've been watching like Ahsoka and mm-hmm. she's, and for somebody, but okay, everybody, here's my hot take about Ahsoka. Um, I know she's playing was a, a, a Twi'lek or a Twi'lek, whatever it is. Like, you know, the right. people with the big, like I'm Steve, I know you're, you're going to listen. You're going to be like, you're not saying it right. Anyway, let go a, a Twixlek or whatever. Um, I think it's Twi'lek. Yeah. Twi'lek. I don't know. But it's like, I understand that she's like this big, like, like badass pilot. Right. Like, and I get in terms of the animation style that they had her do like the leather headpiece with like the goggles. Right. For whatever reason, every time I look at her and I see the leather part of like the bombardier part of it, it's like, it doesn't mm-hmm. look right to me. And like, that's weird. Her headpiece looks weird. Like in terms of like, right. like, I don't know, but it's like also like you're, you're a Twilight. Like, I don't know what else are you you're like, why not? Yeah. Are you not going to cover the rest of it? Like, <laughs> anyway, right. like it's just, just to put two wind socks on top. It's fine. But yeah. no, no, but she's actually, you could like in that performance there for whatever the, she actually was able to like pause and have some gravitas with some of the stuff nice. she does there. Um, no, I like, I like her a great deal. Um, I know that there's people I know that do not like Scott Pilgrim versus the world. Um, I think she's wonderful in that I film as that Ramona movie. flowers. Like, you know, like, like there's some problems like philosoph- philosophically with that movie, but I love that movie. <laughs> 
I love it too. Like, yeah. um, yeah, it just, yeah, that's a, that's a discussion for another day. If you, right. if you guys ever want to cover that on, um, Oh God. Yeah. You know, the devil's ball, that. I'd be, I'd be there in a heartbeat, especially mm-hmm. did you want to do that? Maybe after the Netflix animated like version of the, the manga that comes out? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking, cool. of, I was thinking I kind of wanted to do an Edgar Wright month coming up. Fair enough. Um, that'd be, that'd I would, be I, to throw in there. I would be down for like, cause I, cause I was I, either thinking, you know, obviously doing the, the Cornetto trilogy yeah. and then, uh, Either throwing in that or um, last night in Soho. I've still not seen that. I would also. Um, oh, I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm to defend Baby Driver. Like Baby so. Driver is is another. All his films are brilliant. Like yeah. like you know it, it's just a shame that that man is in it. <laughs> <laughs> Which one, Ansel Elgort? Because that's the uh, one. You know. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, there's, there's more than one, isn't there? Oh, uh, or as I, I think, uh, what was it? Uh, Al Goro referred to him as uh, Ansel Egbert or whatever, like like <laughs> Ansel Eggman or at one point. Anyway, so anyway, neither here nor there. Uh, yeah. So no, I'm saying like, yeah, Elizabeth Winstead in the thing. I, she wasn't the problem with that movie. Um, no, I need to revisit it. I just it left me kind of like meh, which I shouldn't like. You can tell the people that have reverence for the Carpenter remake. Right. right. And how they decided to approach it. Um, right. I think it's, I, I don't know. I think it's one of those movies that if you do a prequel or if you do a sequel, mm-hmm. um, there's so much expectation that you're never going to make anybody happy. And, right. um, and that's kind yeah. of, you know, I think where I was going with that, yeah. was like, you know, nobody's going to be happy with the final product. You're, yeah. you're, you're shooting for a market you're not going to get, you know? Yeah. And so like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's where I feel about that. But yeah, there's a lot of other opportunities that happen with different remakes and updates. Um, here's a quote here. Uh, Carpenter's attitude towards all of this is notoriously mercenary, which I just, I love that Carpenter at this point does not give an F right. Uh, right. he's like, I've seen a couple of them, but I won't comment on them because they are somebody else's movie. Uh, that is really how I feel about it. They aren't my movies anymore. I prefer when they are kind of remakes, when the producers have to pay me money, that's the best kind of remake that there is. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. So, um, yeah, yeah, I just put out my hand and getting another check. Right. So then after that, um, like we, we, you've mentioned his music, like going out and making his lost themes and everything going on tour. And then his eventual involvement with um, being like kind of like somebody that um, you know Blumhouse like like picked his brain for the most recent Halloween movies, right. uh, which that first one's pretty good. Yeah, um, I, I have no qualms about the first one. Other and then than, the you know. second one's not bad, and the third one is whatever it is. Right, but the music's Pickle. great, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll say that. Yeah, the music's awesome and ball. Yeah. So, so then, um, and we'll talk second what's going on further. But I'll put this put it this way: the 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 thing that rounds out. Um, the, the statement here I like this is the last statement before like I said the second half of this book is just essays uh, right. but even if Carpenter never directs another feature his reputation as a master filmmaker is secured in surveying his career it's evident that Carpenter was often out of step with the times I agree with that completely right but his refusal to take the easy road by Xeroxing his popular successes over and over reflects his desire to test himself as well as his audience I agree with that completely as well right the end result of this is that most of his films failed to find acceptance when they were new, but over time, many of his quote unquote flops have been embraced by audiences. His influence is profound. Even if he would be the first to scoff at such a claim, his name remains synonymous with a very special brand of cinema. He has given the public plenty of scares and plenty of enjoyment. And he managed to do so with wit style, authority and endearingly anti pretentious approach. As he always says has been fond of putting it. 
in France, I'm an auteur. In Germany, I'm a filmmaker. In Britain, I'm a genre filmmaker. And in the USA, a bum. If so, <laughs> he continues to be... If so, he continues to be... Sorry, let me, I keep messing this up. If so, he continues to make being a bum look cool as hell. Right. And I think that is like... That's the encapsulation, right? That, that all... That yeah. Just, that, that fits so well. Yeah, I didn't you know, want to corner you into making a thesis statement you know of any sorts but i i really have to ask like what what you learned this last year doing you know more john carpenter and doing kind of his you know his lesser known stuff not lesser known because it's all no just like but no that's the whole thing is like well one um Mm -hmm. like we it's just whenever i realized that i mentioned some of my favorite films of all time i would mention a couple of his and then realize i'm like i didn't right. see the bulk of his work like how dare i right like it's right. just that's that just i realized i'm like that's that's a that's like as much as we all have our great unwatched like sin list right like i get that um but it's weird to be like this is somebody that has been so influential to me and i've not watched their output especially considering that um like his output is way more approachable in terms of like actual number of things he's made versus right. like, like a Ridley Scott or an Alfred Hitchcock. Right. Yeah. Like you, or, you know, it's like, like Takashi Miko. Yes. Right. Yep. Mind, you know? <laughs> right. So it's like, that's a journey for all right. of them. And I, like I, I do have plans to eventually uh, watch all of the, um, the Hitchcock stuff, but like that's right. a lot. And then I know there's some lost films, but whew, that's a lot getting in there. But um, with him, it's like, like um, if you ask me my top three films, like the, th- mm. the thing is number one, like it's, right. it's my, it's like the thing aliens, uh, you mm. know, which uh, it's camera, not Scott, but we wouldn't have right. aliens without Ridley Scott. Um, and then the fly, you know? Right. So it's like, and that's another person too. Like, um, uh, you know, um, you know, two of those are remakes. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Right, right. It's just weird. Right. Um, but like, I just, I also need to get more into, you know, um, Jesus Christ, uh, the fly Cronenberg. Uh, That's the other right. guy that I like, I hold up like that film. I am still, I started dipping in further. He's another mm-hmm. guy that has, he has a more, um, prolific output in terms of not prolific, but like he has a more substantive output than yeah. Carpenter. And I understand that like, you know, Cronenberg's a guy that I really, really, really need to dig more into. Um, cause right. like I've never seen a video drone. I need to, Oh um, yeah. Right. I- yeah. You know, I'll, I'll say like the latter, the latter half of his career, like has kind of gone into my blind side. Like I yeah. haven't like seen most of that stuff, like and that, outside and that's of fair. like history of violence, you know, which I've not seen that either. But like, I right. just, he's one of those guys. It's like, he's affected me. Right. Like, and I don't know, yeah. like, but if you notice, like, what was it? The thing was what? 84 aliens was like, mm-hmm. what? 86. And I think right. the fly was like 86. Yeah, that's right. Because Fox put that out as a double feature right. uh, at the time, because like, it was one of those things where like, Hey, you know, aliens is pretty good. Check out the fly. Like it was like, for whatever reason, 1986, I was eight years old. I don't mm. know why that was. Right. Like, <laughs> so you're probably nine when you caught it on home video, sure. video or something. Yeah. Like. I'm like, Oh, I was like, you could throw up on donuts and eat them too. Like, so that's right. been a lifelong <laughs> yeah. lesson, but like, like, you know, like what it, so it's like, I, I do also need to get into Cronenberg. Right. But it's like, right. there's like these things like, um, like, like on strange highways. Like I've, I have, uh, like deep dived into Rod Serling as a creator. Um, have I right. seen everything he's done? No, I, that is, that would be such a tall order in terms of all his TV writing. However, right. like, uh, part of the reason that I started the show years and years ago with, uh, Joe and then with Steve later on mm-hmm. is that 
we have always tried to make sure that these are the things that we love. And I understand that I always come out with hot takes and I get really shitty sometimes. I get it. Like, right. You know, um, I but, like to say that uh, I, I'll say one's really stupid thing per episode. So you know, I <laughs> no, you guys do try to live more and lean it more into the, like, you know, the positive And I, that I, I do appreciate that. And I'm not trying to be like, um, comic book guy from the Simpsons. Right. right? But you know, if I get frustrated, I get frustrated. But the thing is, um, if there is something out there that has been an important part of your life, Realize, well, one, celebrate that person, but then also two, maybe look further into why you love that. And also knowing mm-hmm. that like, um, there's probably other things surrounding it that you end up loving and not knowing. So with that being said, like, um, like with, with Carpenter, um, you know, like the, the, the poster for the thing. Mm-hmm. Drew Struzan, right? And then also Big right. Trouble in Little China. Like, and then you go down that rabbit hole. Drew Struzan is an amazing artist. And oh, he, God, yeah. And he has shaped our childhoods in so right. many ways. So right? much. And then you get into like the different effects people that have worked on Carpenter's films. Right. Um, like K&B did the effects for this too, by the way, just to, to mention oh. that. Um, so it's like, and then we got like, you know, the, all the people that worked on the thing. And like, because my right. brain's failing me right now, but like just... That's a whole, like, it just, it Rob is. Rob and yeah, all, all of them. Yeah, 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 all of them, right? It's like, then you realize, like, oh, shit, that we're going further and further and further. Like, um, yep. like it's just, if somebody's like, I like Star Wars, it's like, yeah, well, did you look at, like, yeah, Lucas, he's not the only one that did it. Like, there's, like, it's X, Y, Z. And it, even, right. like, going back to Escape from New York, um, you know, um, Cameron worked on, um, James Cameron worked on the art design. Right. right. He yeah. made, he made the, the city of the New city. York, yeah. right. It's like, you know, the guy that would go on to be like, we need something to look like a computer monitor going over New York city. It's like, cool. Also the, the year the word came out, avatar came out. I you know that, right. you know, that, that, uh, that Jamie Carpenter, uh, not Jamie Carpenter, uh, you know, like just, yeah. uh, um, you know, uh, Jamie Cameron, I hope he's doing okay. You know, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. um, like, you know, yeah. And that's, that's, that's kind of the cool side of, of fandom to me. Like, cause I know, a lot of people who are really into the George Romero fandom, myself included. Mm-hmm. Um, although I wouldn't put myself on the same level as some of these people there. Some of these people are lost their goddamn minds. They're into it so much, but um, you, you put so much effort into like, you know, the primary films and stuff like that. And then, yeah, you start to spread out to the, like the accomplices and, you know, and, and, and yeah. suddenly you've, you've gotten a whole, education on, on on a whole segment of films like without even realizing yeah and it's like maybe you don't like them all right like right. um like yeah. uh, like terry and i on strange high we just covered carnival of souls right from mm-hmm. 63 um very much it boring it's it is boring uh yeah. i mean there's some cool shit in there don't get me wrong right. and knowing that like um romero was like that inspired me to make, you know, Night of the Living Dead. Right. Cool, right? Um, I, I would also kind of put them on par in terms of, like, pacing and stuff, but whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, but there's just, a lot know, of pacing problems like, with Night of the Living Dead. I, I respect Romero as a filmmaker in right. terms of what he was trying to do, um, and yeah. I know I'm in the minority. I don't think all of his outputs that great. Right. <laughs> you know? yeah, like, but anyway, that's I, the I, there. I don't – Yeah. that's kind of where I was getting with asking yeah. you about, you know, John Carpenter yeah. and this year with him, like, is is – you know, over over the years of being a Romero fan, I know, like you know, I've I've had to, you know, be honest with myself and come to grips with the fact that you know, like some of his stuff isn't that good, yeah, uh, and some of his stuff is really okay, and some of his stuff is brilliant. 
Um, well, yeah. So with that being said, like so to, yeah. deify the man, you know, so to yeah. speak. Um, with this first time watches for me was a solemn precinct 13, which I had never seen until last year. Oh, wow. That's, that's an amazing film. Like yeah. it is just, it, Oof, right? Like that that's, was great. That'd be a cool f- film for me to see again for the first time. I think I just, it yeah. blew my mind. Right? right. And also whenever like overseas, they release a disco track. That's great. Like right. just anyway. So to find out there was a secret, uh, uh, you know, Saul precinct 13 song that came out. That was amazing. Nice. Um, um, like that's great. Um, and then even getting more context for the later stuff, right? Like after, you know, like after the thing, that's when he started doing like, he's like, I got to kind of get back in the game. And then Christine, I adore Christine. Like I know like not to, not to re like retread things. I love that movie. People might, I don't know. Like I just, I love it. And then after that star man, I, I could tell you right. what was it when I watched it last year. Um, I just remember I was sitting in my living room. I was like, just to have my headphones on. Cause of course, you know, and I just started crying and my wife bears like, Right. What she's like? What's wrong? I was like, we don't deserve this guy. Meaning, like you know, like like oh, an alien came to Earth, and we're just like someone's just being nice to him, as opposed to like because the right. even the government people are like, we just want to know what's going on, as opposed to uh, you don't belong here. We're going to cut you in two. <laughs> like, right, I was right. like, we don't deserve him, right? Like it's <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's like somehow Carpenter's still able to like that was like his most romantic movie, right? right. And it's I like, need to rewatch that film because I haven't really watched it since I was going through my first, you know, my yeah. first Carpenter you phase. Should. It's like, and, and then, that's, yeah. that's when I was like, you know, it's, it's metal or nothing. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but the, go, go in, go in and you know? know, and know that he didn't do the music for it. But then you right. listen to it. You're like, is this not a Carpenter score? It is I still. I didn't realize he didn't do the music for it. That's no, he crazy. didn't. And it's like, it's phenomenal, right? right. Like it's just, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's great. And then even revisiting like, like the later, like, even I know Steve and I are like memoirs of visible man, not a great film, right? But considering that was like his, probably his most like Hollywood movie in terms mm-hmm. of like what he tried to do. And even with the problems of it, like it still, it still works. It's not perfect. Yeah. Right. Like it's just like, there's all that. And then like, it's, I don't know, like you can yeah, see I watched that movie a lot back in the day. It was on like HBO or something yeah. all the time. Like, so I don't, I just with, with his, like his whole output. I mean, I will still mm-hmm. argue that escape from LA is not great. Right, and I understand. Like, I understand it's a satire, but you know, whatever. Don't it's, care. It's a failed satire. And I saw that in the theater, and I walked out as like, I was like what did I just see? Right, like right. anyway. So it was frustrating, but I, I was kind of jazzed walking out of the theater because I think the ending is cool as shit. But uh, no, no. The, the, again, yeah. Welcome to the human race. Right. Right. Fine. Right. But like, anyway. So the rest of it, not, not, so, much. not so much. Right. <laughs> so with all and with and even learning about how. The, the two films, I forget, like like the, the company, but when he made Prince of Darkness, which I always feel is kind of a flawed film, but people, some people pick mm-hmm. that as their favorite. Right. I understand why. Uh, and They Live. People sometimes mm-hmm. pick that as their favorite as well. I like both those movies a great deal. Right. They were made on a micro-budget. I can see budget. why people would pick They Live as their favorite. Yeah, I'm a little course. surprised by Prince of Darkness. but I, I I know a couple people that's like their favorite. Like, and it, like cool. That I think that's what speaks to me about this, is that like you have somebody that has um, shaped cinema in so many different ways and right. he's never really been given the credit right like it's just in terms of like if you know you know right but it's like right just, it just you know um obviously we could argue that black christmas is the first like like modern slasher right um and i know uh there was the the lore of that gentleman was bob clark was like well if i made another movie i call it halloween or whatever and then supposedly right. carpenter ran with it and like good on you though if that if that's what happened right yeah um 
I would also argue, I think black Christmas has a better ending, but whatever I see here or there, mm-hmm. um, they, they shaped the eighties, right. In a significant yeah. way. And then the thing, even though it was a failure, I don't think we would get the Cronenberg that we know without Carpenter. I don't think we would get the fly without the thing. You know what I mean? Probably I don't think not, we would yeah. get, I don't think we would get like aliens. Like, I don't think we'd get some of this more goopy visceral sci-fi right. and horror without these guys coming first. Right. Like, yeah. um, and also we, obviously we wouldn't get, um, Friday the 13th as a franchise without Halloween. Mm-hmm. Like it's just, right. it's, it's like, it just, it is, the foundation it's all a tapestry. I mean, yeah. It's, it's, what I'm saying is like, I'm sure some of that would have showed up anyway, eventually. Right. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, like it's just, it's crazy how this guy was like, I'm going to do this. Everyone's like, nah, I don't know about that. We're going to shit on it. And then 20 years later, it's amazing. It's like, right. like I know there's so many people who are like the filmmakers who are like, would have been great 20 years ago when I was like day to day, like eating, yeah. you know, like, you know, bread, nothing sandwiches. I couldn't fucking eat. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll just marry uh, Adrian Barbeau with no money. I anyway, still. Right. <laughs> so yeah, the fog was also the first time watch. Uh, that was atmospheric, but not great. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm glad that I got to it though. Like there, like I said, there's. It's been it's been a wonderful journey, and I know it's not complete because there's still two more films I need to watch earlier. However. Right. Uh, with that being said, too, we should mention here before I forget, you you posted this to our page that uh, John Carpenter's actually he's directing again, kind of. Uh, well, he's, he direct he he actually has directed something, uh, the Suburban Screams, which is coming to Peacock, and it is a it's an anthology series that is based upon quote unquote like true life things. I don't know what that means. It's going to be like a docudrama. Kind of. He's, he's directed one of the episodes, but it's like, sometimes it's like true crime. Some of it's more supernatural. However, if, if he directed the segment, I'm curious, we'll see how it goes. And also the fact that like, you know, if you put his name above the title, like, right. People are going to pay attention. Right. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, is it going to be better than body bags? And that's going to be out in yeah. time for Halloween. So, yeah, so, right. You know. And then Body Bags is another one that I had you guys on. I'd never seen that before, mm-hmm. right? Like that was that was. Oh, I haven't seen that. No. Yeah, that was fun. Um, so I don't know. Just yeah, I'm glad that I did it, and I'm glad that you joined me for this. Um, and I yeah. know you've already seen the stuff a lot of this before, but um, right. Yeah, and I'd seen the ward previously too, so it isn't like it, this wasn't like a blind watch. Okay. I, I guess in hindsight, it's like he's he's had some amazing highs. And right. even, I don't know, like Ghost of Mars is bad, but like, yeah. is it like, is it the worst movie ever made? No, it's, it's, I think it's his worst movie, but I think if it was a nobody author doing it, oh, for like sure. it, it would be like, I mean, do you, do you, is there another, a passable Saturday afternoon? Is there film, another director you know? that you hold dear that like their lows are so low? You're like, we're not going to talk about that. Like, we're like, you know, like just. You know, like in terms of like, oh, they're, right. they're known for like, just, you know, not really. Cause I try to, I try to embrace all of it, you know, and, and show that, you know, not everything that they do is going to be, you know, the most amazing thing you've ever seen. It's, you know, sometimes they got to have a diary of the dead in there or, or, or a ghost of Mars or what have you, you know? Yeah. Right. I would, I don't know. I'm not a fan of the crazies. Speaking of embarrassed yeah, for the makers, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. diary of the dead. Oof. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, it just, I don't know, like, it, it just, like, it, it's also the, like, that's my mission statement for uh, Strange Highways, the show I do with Terry about watching the right. Twilight Zone, is that, like, um, yeah, it, celebrate it. Celebrate these things that you love, but don't pretend that there isn't, like, 
just bad parts. Like, um, like what was it James Cameron described aliens as 40 miles of bad road. You, every so <laughs> often there's going to be some bad road for the things that you dig into and enjoy. And, but like, yeah. but like someone's like, Oh, I love this, this, and this. It's like, and I'm not trying to gatekeep. That sounds like I'm being a gatekeeper. Like, well, you like John Carpenter named like five, like, but I, I, it's all bullshit. I, but it's like with the, the twilight zone on that show that I do, I'm like, I love the twilight zone, but it's also like, they mentioned that like people only mentioned like the same six episodes. And it's like, right. it was around for 130 something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, and not all Even of them were good. Episode, um, you know, a short walker. I can't remember what it's called. No, I'm, Drawn a blank. Oh, walking distance. Walking distance. Yeah. Like that's my favorite episode. And like even that's like from the first season. Yeah, it was like it? episode four or something. Right, yeah. <laughs> and it's great. It is one of the right. best, right? But it's like it yeah. breaks me as a human being every time I watch it, you know? Uh, yeah, but it's one of those things, it's like everyone's like, Oh, I love it. It's like I like uh, what was it? Um uh Steve posted in another group chat a clickable article that said how to watch the Friday the 13th films in order. <laughs> It, no, no, and, and, yeah, no, 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 it was like, he's like, why does this exist? I clicked on the list. It literally went in order. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh. Well, but, why uh, it exists is to get you to click on it. I don't know, but I, but I wrote back to him. I was like, well, you can't disagree with that logic. You know? Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah, like. Um, you can watch it, them in any order. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, it's like, if you, that's, that's fair. But I'm saying if you love something. And you know, if you enjoy it and it brings, it brings you joy because this world is burning and falling apart. I like enjoy your loves, enjoy the things that you get into. With that being said, um, I don't care how old I get. I want to like always know there's something that I can engage with that's different and new to me. Right. And with this, I felt like I needed to do this sooner than later and finally sit down with one of my favorite creators and actually like watch the bulk of his work. And then, you know, like meeting the man last summer uh, and him <laughs> kind of being indifferent to me makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> like, cause I asked him, I was like, which of these Drew Struzan images do you want to like sign? He's like, well, I'll look better on the thing poster. I'm like, all right, well, like, okay, fine. Do it. Cause right. like, I know he was never a fan of that poster. I'm like, okay, well, whatever. Like yeah. I paid you $120 sign, whatever you want to sign. Right. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, with that being said, it was worth it. You got that sign, you know, I got, well, I got to meet him and I got a photo with him, you know, for right. a second. Like it's just, you know, meet your heroes. People say, don't do that. Uh-huh. Make your own decisions once you meet them. But yeah, anyway, so thank you. Thank you. Thank you for uh, finishing this with me. Oh, no uh, problem. That, Glad, um, yeah. I don't have been thought of, you know? Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, uh, with that being said, you said, you said your favorite is Halloween of his films. Mm-hmm. Okay. And yep. the thing is for me, but like, Saw the thing is so close to second, it's hard to look. It, you um, know, like, well, it's funny because, like, um, what was it? Did you did you guys cover Event Horizon recently on your show? I forgot. I yes. Did. Okay, yeah. Yes. Um, and I think I did it on, on our show, too. But it's like, I always forget how much, like, that movie's, like, that's neither here nor there. But it's mm-hmm. like, I'm like, why isn't that, like, in my top ten? Because I love Event Horizon. Right. You know what I mean? But, yeah. like. Well, I always like to say that the only Anderson worth talking about is Paul Dunn. I know. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> What about what about Arn Anderson of the Four Horsemen, uh, like the wrestler Arn Anderson? I got nothing. Okay, anyway. you know you know I'm a wrestling <laughs> novice. Anyway, so uh, yeah, I, but also like I like I just I think this is a creator and a director that like you know if somebody tells you what their favorite is outside of you know Ghost of Mars, you're gonna right. be like oh you know what good or, like 
Yeah, like you can't really every, you can't really fight every them. Every movie is someone's favorite, so yeah. that means there is someone out here who says "Goes to Mars." I, you know, when I first moved to Cleveland twenty some years ago, I was at a I was at a house party, and this like, I just I was trying to I don't know just I was existing, and this one girl was like, "You know what my favorite movie is of all time?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What?" And she's like, "Jurassic Park 2. Wow. I almost wanted to like walk out and just take a header That's off. Specific. Like, it was yeah. like, I was in like a split, like a, a duplex. I just wanted to be like, Oh, I just kind of walk <laughs> off the thing and walk right. off the porch and just drop to my death. Cause I didn't know what else to say <laughs> about that. I'm like, I'm like, of the three Jurassic Park films out of this time, that's the right. one you chose. All right, bold move. Yeah. Anyway, right. I was just like, huh. <laughs> I just let it go. It's, anyway, so. Is that the one with the talking raptor? Uh, no, that's three, that which three. I've never seen, but I know the Alan. I know right. that. Right? Yes. <laughs> All right, so yeah, that's going to do it for our discussion about the ward. Um, again, not, not his worst film. It's just, it's the script yeah. is the problem. It honestly is the script. Yeah, it's, um, it it suffers from being a forgettable film. I yeah, think. and but it has atmosphere and spades. Uh, it's an easily watchable film. Um, yeah, it's just um, th- this type of storytelling. Like, like I said, I'm also pissed off at the film identity. So that's all. Like, if, if you want right. to do a double feature, where I get mad the entire yeah. time. This yeah, sorry for bringing that up. No, that, no, no, no. It, I saw that in the theater. I I was so pissed at that. Makes film. a lot of people angry because it was. The first half was great. And then you're like, this is where we're at with this? Anyway, so. But anyway. it ended on a laugh, you know, and that's such fun. <laughs> <laughs> the last line is so stupid, it makes me laugh every yeah. time. So, um, yeah. If I'm you, not going to say it. If you're going to, if you, if you want to cover on your show and make me hate watch it, that's fine. No, so, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Right. So, all right. Yeah, that's going to do it for the discussion about the word. Uh, uh, same way, I'll tell people where they can find you because I know we've been talking about uh, the Devil's Ball. Please, we are at the know. Devil's Ball. You can find us uh, wherever podcasts are bought and sold. I think it's Anchor De- Anchor FM slash Devil's Ball. Uh, we're on Twitter at Devils underscore at. We're on Facebook at Devil's Ball, I believe. Um, yeah, check us out. We put out a new episode every week. Uh, we try to keep it positive and productive. Uh, we've got. Um, some more back to school stuff coming up next month, this month. And then next month we're doing, you know, our Halloween special and, you know, various spoopy movies for that. But, uh, we try to do, we've been focused mainly on horror, but we do a little bit of genre films. Like, you no, know, you've sci-fi. been branching out. Yeah. So I know, yeah, you've we've been, been trying yeah. to branch out a little bit because, you know, there's a lot of good movies out there and a lot of underseen movies out there that I think we could, we could, we could definitely talk about oh, that, sure. you know, aren't necessarily horror. So yeah, check us out. We'd, we'd appreciate it. Yeah, go check them out there. It's a good time. It's always fun to talk to you and then Daniel and catch him off guard because uh, right. I think it's funny because he is always super serious and I, I am not. So I think it's a great time. Uh, so yeah, go check them out there. You guys can find us on Invasion of the Podcast on Facebook, uh, invadingpodcastgmail.com, wherever you find your podcast. Um, Stitcher's no longer a thing. I use Podcatcher now. And, and actually okay. for, for this show and the other show I do, it's actually I was able to search it and find them, meaning... The RSS feeds out there. It's been picked up by multiple like podcast apps because I didn't submit it to Podcatcher directly, right? But I've been able to find right. it. So, uh, yeah. And if you guys could find it, uh, rate and review it, and also share it, it'd be greatly appreciated. I forgot to thank my friend Pat uh, last episode coming on talking about the Hidden. That was a great film. Have you nice. seen the Hidden? Um, uh, no, Kyle, Kyle no, McLaughlin. Do it. 
It's so much fun. Tom was in it? Yes. Oh, I have to see it. No. It's from like 80s. It's, I know of the movie. It's one didn't. of those, like you were talking about a hidden gem. Like I'm not saying the movie's right. perfect, but it's kind of badass in a lot I of ways. I would always like see it at the uh, the video store and be like, what is this, a movie about a tree? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's The Crawlers. That's the one about right. the mutant tree roots. No, um, but no, The Hidden's a fun movie, so you should check it out. Um, re- treat yourself, as the kids right. say. So, uh, so yeah, next week. Um, and, and by next week, people don't know they, tomorrow when I record, but th- right. they've released differently. Steve, Steve is back. Um, hooray. and, uh, hooray. And he wanted to talk about, uh, the comics, uh, the graphic novel, like the series kingdom come from 1996, the DC comics series, very influential, uh, written by, um, oh, was it Mark Wade and, mm-hmm. uh, and drawn by Alex Ross, sorry, painted by Alex Ross. Phenomenal right. book. Uh, so we're going to be talking about Kingdom Come. Everybody should go check that out. Um, it's a book that I never read until today. So one <laughs> of my blind spots finally fulfilled. So yeah, it's going to be fun to talk to Steve and find out if he finally, um, on his vision quest, if he found the perfect burger or whatever it is he was doing. So we'll figure that out. It's going to be fun. So yeah, it's going to do it for this week. Everybody have a good week. Um, have a safe week. And in the meantime, I don't know. Um, I just <laughs> don't suck on pennies. That, that right. seems like that's probably the right way to go because that's gross. Right? You're going to get hoof and mouth disease if you do that.